Jeepers Creepers, which debuted in 2001, has a classic opening scene of two college-aged brother and sister duo traveling back home to their parents. Little did they know that their lives would change forever on that road trip. But were you aware that this movie was actually inspired by true events? I know I didn't. In this episode, we will do a shallow dive of all four Jeepers Creepers films, if any are actually worth watching, and who was behind the inspiration of Jeepers Creepers on this episode of Technically a Conversation. Greetings! You're listening to Technically a Conversation, a podcast where we share an interesting topic or story with each other and hope you find it interesting as well. I'm one third of your hosts, Elena, and I'm joined as always by the Creeper, otherwise known as my brother, Jose. How's it going? I'm doing great. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing fine. You're not really a creeper, though. I'm just tying it into my topic. <laughs> oh, okay, I was about to say, when was I promoted to Creeper? <laughs> no no and it's not a creeper in the sense that you might be thinking any guesses mm, no i have no idea all right fair enough so anything new since we last spoke well being that it was a month <laughs> since we last recorded i'm pretty sure a lot of new things have happened but um nothing really noteworthy how about you yeah well my family and i we just came back from vacation we went to visit the beautiful town of Denver. My longtime best friend Annie moved out there and they invited us to go watch the Giants play against the Rockies since we are huge Giants fans. And this is baseball in case you were wondering, Jose. Yeah, I had no idea. I was going to ask you what sport was that? <laughs> yeah. We also did a little sightseeing on the way over there. We stopped at the Santa Fe Loreto Chapel where they have that miraculous staircase. And fun fact, I attended a Sisters of Loreto school. Shout out to all my angels out there. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> if you all are interested in seeing pictures, I'll upload them to my Instagram and tag our podcast since I'm mentioning it here. We also went to the aquarium and we got to interact with some of the sea creatures. Yeah, I saw some of your documentary on Instagram. <laughs> it somehow felt like... There were more hours of your recordings than there were hours in a day. So I didn't watch all of them, but um, I, I kind of saw a few of the things that you posted. Oh, yeah. I, I was uh, running out of battery, so I had to wait till the next morning to upload everything. So that's eh, fine. If I have any stalkers out there, they wouldn't know where I was. <laughs> <laughs> but we also visited Meow Wolf in Denver. Uh, the kids enjoyed it, but I honestly, I think I enjoyed the Santa Fe one much more. And then after we went to the science museum, because Adan's a big dinosaur geek, we went to the aviation museum, which Elias loved because he loves airplanes. He loves anything that moves, buses, cars, airplanes, whatever. So he had a great time there. And then on the way back home, we went north towards, I don't know the name of the town, Kinsburg or something. They have a wildlife sanctuary. And we got to watch a bunch of lions and tigers and bears, oh my, <laughs> in their habitat. It was really exhausting. I actually couldn't finish the stupid three-mile walk because of my sprained ankle. 
So halfway, we they have this little rest area and you're able to rent wheelchairs and hover rounds. So guess what? <laughs> <laughs> you were in a hover round? Yeah, I, I rented a hover round <laughs> so I could finish the damn walk. I felt like Professor X of X-Men in the chair minus the mutant powers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that hover round sounds like the most exciting part of the whole trip. <laughs> it was cool it was a much needed vacation i don't remember the last time we we had gone out of town as a family so it was it was fun cool so i think by now if you've been following along it's pretty evident that i'm a huge fan of horror films and this episode will air in october and what better time than to bring another scary movie topic jose have you ever watched jeepers creepers i have Awesome. Okay. And this is not the topic that you were going to discuss then, right? No, it's because I saw JP <laughs> on your clips. So that's kind of related to one of the topics, like very loosely related to one of the topics I'm going to cover. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's not the main topic I'm covering. Awesome. All right. Well, Jeepers Creepers is just one of those movies for my family and I that we watch regularly. I mean, it's not the world's greatest movie by all means, but... There's just something about this film that we enjoy watching over and over again. It's great for the whole family, especially the kids. Especially the kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't think it's rated R. No, just kidding. I don't, I, I don't know what the ratings are, but I know there's no nudity. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in that Sistine Chapel scene, they're all nude. Oh, right. Huh. That's the only part I remember about that movie because I thought that was really um, funny where she made that the remark like, oh, shit, it's like the fucking Sistine Chapel or something. Perhaps it's the constant bickering of siblings Derry and Trish and how relatable they are. Or maybe it's just the creepy ass winged man that feeds off the fear of people. Would you say that you're a fan of this movie? I thought you were going to say, or maybe it's because Justin Long looks like my husband because we would always tease <laughs> no. uh, your husband that he looked like Justin Long. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's what you think. I don't think that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Ever since I... I saw those uh, Mac versus PC commercials or whatever. I always thought <laughs> yeah. that he looked like your husband. <laughs> but are you a fan of the movie? Yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's not bad. Yeah, all right. Well, do you remember Adan dressing up as Jeepers Creepers for Halloween one time? I I don't remember. I remember when he dressed up as Predator because that was badass. But um, I think that was the year after. No, I don't think I remember then. No, he was about 11 years old and he decided he wanted to dress up like JC, not Jesus Christ, Jeepers Creepers for Halloween. So I ordered the mask off of Amazon. We went to a secondhand store to find a trench coat and a hat to complete the costume. But I mean, what 11 year old kid says that they want to be the creeper from Jeepers Creepers? Pretty much all of them, I think. <laughs> really? I don't even think, no, I don't think I've ever seen that costume ever show up at my house for trick-or-treating. The one that always was really random for me was when he dressed up as Richie Valens. Yes. But I mean, I dressed up as Mr. T one time for Halloween. So I mean, that's... Oh, that's right. You did. <laughs> so talk about being like a random kid, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, he really is random. Uh, he always comes up with the best costume ideas that aren't very traditional. So like you said, Richie Valens was one. And then another time... He dressed up as Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. So usually kids want to be the dinosaur, <laughs> not the paleontologist. <laughs> Which one is uh, Alan Grant? Is that like that Bobcat? Gold what, what's his name? The the guy that was the fly. Oh, uh, that's not Jeff Goldblum. Bobcat? 
No, not Jeff Goldblum. He's the other guy. <laughs> Bobcat Goldblum. <laughs> no. I don't even know where you got Bobcat Goldblum from. <laughs> I have no idea, but uh, you know who I was talking about, the guy from The Fly. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I knew exactly who you were talking about. <laughs> so who was Alan Grant? Was that the old guy? He's not the old man. He's the the one that's dating the blonde girl. Like, they're both in the... He's the one that looks like the the guy in the video that he drives me crazy. And it's like I like like blinking a lot. No, no, no. I, that's Peter Gabriel. But no, I don't think that's him. Yeah, he looks like Peter Gabriel. It's a guy that was Merlin, right? Uh, I think so. I want to say it was Merlin. I think you're right, but I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I know who you're talking about now. Uh, he looks like the guy that blinks a lot in that video. <laughs> He's always reminded me of that guy. I thought it was the same person. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not look like Peter Gabriel. No. No. It's my prospagnosia. <laughs> yeah. And I have prospagnosia and like everybody always teases me about the people that I confuse, but not even I would confuse those two. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh, well. Oh, well, anyway, I was doing like the doom scrolling on IG and there was one that caught my eye. Did you know that Jeepers Creepers, which debuted in 2001, was inspired by true events? I did know that. Awesome. Oh, you did. Yeah. Because <laughs> actually, that is a topic that I have in my list. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let's just pretend you're excited and about, and you didn't know about it. <laughs> no, it is cool. I saw a documentary about it on YouTube. So I was like, oh, wow, this is super cool. So I put it on my list. But my list is so long, like I'll die before that list is completed. So Yeah. Well, I guess I beat you and you can mark that one off. Check it off your list. <laughs> One less topic that I have to research. That's right. <laughs> and no, I don't mean that the winged creature was a true anomaly, but there was a creature of sorts. How well do you remember that movie? I saw it um, maybe about a year ago. So I only remember certain details. Like, uh, I think there was, um, there was a murder that was associated with it. And then there was like some guy that witnessed it and then they got ran off the road or something. Like the same way that the Jeepers Creepers guy ran that guy off the road? Not quite, but I'll go into detail about all of those events, I guess you could say. Okay. I'll stop answering so that way you can tell the story because uh, I'll start <laughs> making shit up and then people will have false <laughs> memories about this podcast. <laughs> it, it's going to be um, a Mandela effect for them. No, that is mm -hmm. how it actually happened. No. <laughs> That's how I remember it. But again, it's been like a year, maybe a year and a half, so... I don't remember all the details. All right. Well, you just pretend that you're excited and, and surprised. <laughs> I will do both. Awesome. <laughs> Luckily, I have a terrible memory. So more likely than not, I'm, I'm not going to remember half of that stuff. All right. We'll count on that. Aye, aye. All right. For, for those of you who are not familiar with the film, it's basically about this winged creature who returns every 23 years, every 23rd spring to be exact, and has 23 days to feast. Feast on what you might ask? Excellent question, Jose. He likes to feast on human body parts. So, like if his eyesight is getting poor, then he has to eat a pair of eyes. Or if he needs strength in his arms, or he just needs arms, then he eats an arm or two, and so on and so forth. The math checks out. Yes, it, it definitely does. It's <laughs> physics or something. <laughs> Science. <laughs> yeah, it's like part, part of the Pythagorean theorem, I think. Yes, E equals MC squared and all that. Well, that's a theory of relativity. <laughs> that's one that I do remember. <laughs> yeah. 
The way he locates his victims is by scent and fear. He purposely wants to scare you so that he can smell your fear and decide what body part he wants from you. Okay, do you recall the scene when Derry and Trish, the two bickering siblings traveling home to visit their parents, are driving along a desolate road, making up phrases with license plates, and are met with a quote-unquote reckless driver with the license plate beating you or bee-eating you? He has the most annoying honking sound. Here, have a listen. <laughs> Creepy, huh? Sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah, well, I would want my, my car to honk that way. <laughs> but then again, we live in Texas. Well, I live in Texas, but you're very closely associated to it. And I feel like everyone has a gun nowadays and somebody would totally get pissed off if you honked that way, get serious road rage and pull out a gun at you. I don't know. That's just what I think. <laughs> Yeah, especially in Texas, I would be kind of scared to use that. Heck yeah. It would be more like when I'd be driving down like a country road or whatever and uh, imagining myself as Rob Zombie or whatever with the burn all the bitches and all the witches, whatever. And, and <laughs> he's driving the Dragula. Isn't Dragula like the name of the car or some shit? I think so, yeah. I don't know. I, I remember a car in the video, but who knows? <laughs> I, I haven't watched that video in so long. I couldn't tell you, but you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I can't understand what the fuck he says. I just understand witches and bitches. <laughs> <laughs> witches and bitches. That's all you need to understand. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always thought that um, a lot of his music sounded alike. And um, what's up there? <laughs> like they all kind of have like that same kind of tone or whatever. That's just me though. Yeah, it's very monotonous. <laughs> Um, don't at me. Don't at me, Rob Zombie fans. I know a lot of people love him. And I've seen him in concert. It's it's cool. Actually, I've seen him twice, but not my favorite. I've seen him a few times, never by choice, unfortunately. <laughs> he just happened to be the opening. Yeah, exactly. I think that was my experience with that too. He was just the opener. Yeah, exactly. He was always opening up for other bands that I was there to see. See. Anyway, after being tailgated... They pass a figure at an abandoned church throwing something down a drain pipe or something. And Derry decides that they should investigate it because they both saw something being, quote, throwing something down that pipe, wrapped in a sheet, wrapped and roped in a sheet, wrapped and roped in a sheet with red stains on it, end quote. He later states that he is thinking about his own selfish existence. And although Trish is against the idea and throws it in Derry's face, that this is why women are smarter, she goes along with him to see what was thrown down that pipe. Derry falls in and discovers something truly horrifying. And although this movie is over 20 years old, I don't want to be the one to spoil that movie if you haven't watched it. So go on, watch it, and find out what it is that he finds down there. Although there was already a, a mention to it earlier today. <laughs> oh, my bad. Spoiler alert for a 20-year-old movie. Right? <laughs> Jeepers Creepers went on to produce three more films. Have you watched any of the other ones? I think I tried watching the second one and that one was awful. So that's why I tapped out. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I like the second one and my husband, he loves, he loves it too. Like he'll watch it on repeat too. It's like one of the ones that he likes to watch on repeat as well. And that one is just basically about a bunch of high school kids whose bus breaks down on a remote road after a football game 
and the winged creature picks out its prey one by one, replenishing himself so that he can be ready for the following 23rd spring, which brings us to movie number three, which came out in 2017. And I don't think that I had ever watched that movie until last night. Can you believe that? I can because I haven't seen it either, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like those are like those straight-to-video releases, or I guess it would be straight-to-Netflix releases or whatever. You know, I think it might have been, and I honestly thought that I had watched it until I started watching it last night, and I'm like, none of this looks familiar. I'm pretty sure I've never seen this movie at all, and I thought it was going to be like absolutely, like absolute trash. But I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. That movie is actually a continuation of movie one right after Derry is taken by the creeper. It also tries to touch base on its origin story, but they didn't do a very good job in explaining it. All they basically say is that the creeper is an ancient creature, which leads me to Jeepers Creepers number four, Reborn, which came out last year. And as I'm writing my notes for this episode, I have this playing in the background and I know I've watched the movie before and I just couldn't tell you what it's about. Like I had watched it previously to me writing my notes and I couldn't have been able to tell you what that movie was about. And I honestly would not be able to tell you what it's about now because that movie really did suck. Like I could not focus on it. I, I don't even know what it's about. So I had to look up... um Wikipedia. <laughs> so it could <laughs> give me what the plot was because I didn't know what the heck I was watching. <laughs> so my favorite source, like always, Wikipedia and all sources will be linked in our show notes. Uh, this is what it says. The movie starts out just like the first one, except that instead of it being a brother and sister on a desolate road, it's an elderly couple also playing the license plate game. And they're tailgated by a creeper vehicle. And I mean... Creeper in that literal literal sense with the same annoying honk. Ice cream man is here. <laughs> Let's all run out and buy some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> they manage to get away and in continuing their travels, they witness a figure from that same creeper truck that was tailgating them earlier that was throwing a bloodied sheet down a pipe in what also looks to be an abandoned church. They go and investigate, and they are utterly horrified. Cut scene after that, that's where they lose me. It continues to follow a couple traveling to the Coachella of Cosplay, which is actually called Horror Hound Festival in rural Louisiana. I guess a group down there has been worshipping the creeper and luring victims to him so that he can be fed, and I guess because the woman is with child, she's extra scrumptious. I don't know. I didn't really get it. I didn't understand that part. It's like a two-for-one deal. It's a value. Yeah, right? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't understand why she is more uh, yummy than those who are not with child. I don't know, but I don't know. Anyway, a bunch of people die. She... And he regenerates later, the end. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I hate to crap on a movie because it's someone's craft and I'm sure they're very proud of it. But this one just <laughs> didn't grab my attention. <laughs> my crowning achievement is having written and directed Jeepers Creepers 3. <laughs> four. Or four, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
now that I'm done explaining the movies, I mentioned earlier that a real life event sort of inspired this movie. But before we get into that, why don't we cut to a quick commercial break? Hey there, spooky people. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Heaven. What are we going to talk about this time? The same thing we always talk about. Something paranormal. Welcome to our little plot of the graveyard we call the Opa Ghost Podcast. We're a couple of ghost hunters who met on an investigation. Here we are four years later with our very own podcast, where we share our paranormal experiences and investigations. We cover topics like the Enfield Poltergeist and Shadow People and some places you may not have heard of, like the haunted Bunghole Liquors. Look it up. Safe search on. Don't think we've forgotten about cryptids? From Thunderbirds to Bat Squatch, we've got it covered. We have a lot planned for spooky season. Start with a visit to Salem and come along as we check out real haunted houses. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy spooky season. Toodles. Just what is it that makes the perfect outfit? Something thrown together, yet effortlessly cool. Something with a certain je ne sais quoi that makes people in the street look twice, even thrice. Something chic that helps its wearer to radiate confidence and captures the essence of a moment or a place in time while being simultaneously timeless. And yet, the history of fashion is far from being all glamour and glitz. Hello, I'm Felicia Yao, host of History Unhemmed, a podcast that looks inside fashion history's finished exterior. We'll discuss topics from haunted wedding dresses to rhinestone cowboys to why, when he stuck a feather in his cap, he called it macaroni. History Unhemmed is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your shows. New episodes come out every other week, so be sure to tune in and subscribe today. And we're back. We're back. Jose, did any creepers try to eat you? As a matter of fact, they did. I had to fight them off. It's a good thing I have my lightsaber handy. It doesn't make any sense because it's not spring right now. Oh, yeah. So I guess you're safe. I had my spring lightsaber, so we're, we're good. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pastel color. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a pinkish color. It's really pretty. Está bonito. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Warning. This part of the episode includes some graphic material. Listener discretion is advised. So this is a dumb question, partly because I already know the answer and partly because we briefly mentioned this in one of our other episodes. But do you remember Unsolved Mysteries? I don't. What is Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> How do you eat these Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> Let me explain that to you. Uh... It's pretty much a story, a story, a, a show about um, a story, a host that, yeah, eh, you know, <laughs> just it's a bunch of unsolved mysteries. OK, it's in the title. <laughs> wow. So it's very aptly named. Yes. 
So the OG series, season three, episode 20, is the one that I'm going to talk about today. And this aired on Unsolved Mysteries in 1991. And right now, I really wish I had a voice like Robert Stack so I could properly tell you that story. I wish I had a, a voice like Robert Stack every time that I record this podcast. <laughs> I know he has like the best voice. <laughs> yeah, he does. Easter Sunday, 1990. No, that's not even even close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Easter Sunday, 1990. There's a couple, Ray and Marie Thornton, and they're traveling down a desolate road outside of Coldwater, Michigan, much like they always did on the weekends. Ray and Marie enjoyed playing the license plate game and would make up words and phrases with passerbys. The Thorntons never imagined what would happen next. Much like the movie, this vehicle comes up behind them, tailgates them, and passes them. The license plate has a GZ in it, and Marie jokes, quote, geez, he must be in a hurry, end quote. Several miles down the road, they encounter this man and the van again by an old schoolhouse. She witnesses him with what appears to be a bloodied sheet parked between the old building and a huge tank. Is this sounding familiar already? Um, yeah, because that, that kind of sounds like what they were talking about in the documentary. Yes. Moments later, the same van pulls up behind them and tailgates them for about two miles. Marie takes down his license plate and vehicle description to notify authorities because in their mind, this is very suspicious behavior. They pull off to the side of the road, as does the van, and, you know, they, they go back around. And then the man gets out of the van to change his plates, which is also a scene in The Last Jeepers Creepers Reborn. They, the creeper actually does that where he gets out of the, the vehicle and changes his license plate. So it's not beating you anymore. It's like a regular plate. But anyway... The passenger door is wide open and Marie says she sees what appears to be blood all over it. They drive back to the schoolhouse to investigate where they find a bloodied sheet stuffed in an animal hole. They never imagined that they would be witness to the horrifying end to one family in a heated dispute between a husband and his wife. To outward appearances, the DePews were a middle-class family living the American dream. Marilyn and Dennis DePew of Coldwater, Michigan, were raising three children and both had gratifying careers. But beneath the surface lurked tensions that would soon erupt. Dennis grew inattentive and morose after the children were born and would often blame Marilyn for turning the children against him. You should see this lurch-looking motherfucker. <laughs> we'll see his... Well, I guess we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. But anyway, in 1989, after 18 years of marriage... Marilyn filed for divorce. They decided that she would have full custody of the kids with Dennis having visitation rights. Dennis didn't want the divorce and despite his efforts, the couple's divorce was finalized that same year. The kids visited their father reluctantly and bi-weekly. In the divorce decree, Dennis had access to the guest house out back, which he used as an office and also as a means for him to still have control over his family. Despite Marilyn changing all the locks on the doors, she would often find him inside the house, just chilling on the couch. And apparently, Dennis mentioned to a co-worker that he was feeling suicidal and homicidal. On April 15th, 1990, which is Easter Sunday, 
Dennis arrived to pick up his kids for his granted biweekly visitation. The eldest daughter refused to go and the younger son was hesitant to leave with his father and they argued about it. Marilyn intervened and Dennis claimed that she was turning his kids against him. Dennis became violent and pushed her down a flight of stairs as the kids watched horrified. He continued down the stairs and beat her. One of the daughters rushed out of the house and to the neighbors for help and to call the sheriff's office. Upon her return, a disoriented Marilyn was being dragged up the stairs and outside the home into the van. He told the children that he would be taking her to a hospital. Well, the Depews never made it to that hospital and a search ensued for the couple. Enter the bloody blanket that the Thorntons saw earlier. They feared for the worst. They tested the blood and found it to be Marilyn's and fresh tire marks proved to be from Dennis's van. The next day, Marilyn's body was found by a road worker in a field between the schoolhouse and her home. She was shot once in the back of the head. Damn. Yeah, I know. In an amazing turn of events, this story was featured on Unsolved Mysteries with pleas and a description of Dennis in the hopes of finding him. So guess what? This episode had an update. At around 8.30 on the night the episode was broadcasted, a woman who wished to remain anonymous was arriving home from work to her live-in boyfriend, Hank Queen, just outside of Dallas, Texas. She thought it was odd that he parked outside of the garage and onto the driveway because he always parked his van in the garage. As she walked inside the house, she found a frazzled Hank packing up his things, claiming that his mother had had a stroke and had to make an emergency road trip to visit her. He asked her to make him some sandwiches for the road and went on his merry way. Later that night, she learned that her boyfriend Hank was really fugitive Dennis Depew, who was wanted for murder and had just been featured on Unsolved Mysteries. He flew under the radar for almost a year until the night of the broadcast. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I know. What kind of sandwiches did he make, though? Because I think that's <laughs> really important to the story. <laughs> you know, in the reenactment that they did, it was just white bread, mayo on one side, a piece of like really thinly shaved turkey, and the other white bread on top with nothing on it. <laughs> mm, that doesn't sound very good. No. And he wanted Cokes for the road because, I don't know, whatever. That was in the reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back this girlfriend figured he probably saw the broadcast and that's why he fled a friend of this girlfriend called the hotline and reported dennis's whereabouts and a texas license plate four hours later just across the louisiana state border his van was spotted he led authorities on a 15 mile high-speed chase and broke through two police barricades Oh, shit. Like, what freaking van? Like, this thing is, like, souped up or something. <laughs> I know. I, I imagine it having, like, a battering ram or some shit. Yeah, something. Uh, um, Is that the, the thing that you're... What is it called? Like, the cow the cow thing? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like the um, tumbaburros. Yes, tumbaburros. I don't know what they're called in English, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was, like, the cow thing? <laughs> yeah, they're called tumbaburros in Spanish. I don't know what the English name is. Uh, I don't know either. But yeah, I'm like, damn, man, like this van have one of those or what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the deputies had instructions to shoot the front tire if he refused to stop. 
And of course, they shot out the two back ones, and he continued fleeing for about another half a mile. He finally came to a halt. He shot two rounds at the deputies, then turned the gun on himself and took his own life. And that is how this creature, Dennis DePew, inspired the opening scenes to Jeepers Creepers. What do you think? Did you enjoy the story? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it was beautiful. It's such a beautiful story. <laughs> Heartwarming. <laughs> yeah. Now I could see why you guys all watch it as a family. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't have this tonto Dennis Tapio in it, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> all right. I have one more soundbite for you. Creepers, creepers. Where'd you get those eyes? get up. How'd they get so lit up? get up. How'd they get that Creepers, creepers. Where'd you get those creepers? That song is a banger. <laughs> right? And I, the quality is really bad because I tried to look for one that said it had no royalties. So hopefully it's true and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but. Yeah, well, we'll find out, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, if we get sued, we'll find out. <laughs> nice. Hopefully, please don't sue us. <laughs> But we hope you enjoyed the show and join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Follow us on the socials at GreetingsTAC, email us at GreetingsTAC at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669 if you have a story to share with us about the time... The creeper followed you. Yeah, I've I've got nothing that <laughs> that won't get me canceled probably. <laughs> yeah, we probably should stop there then. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because it's like the oops. You might have to edit that out. I will have to edit that out. I don't know if it. <laughs> <laughs> All right.